A very good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining. Our topic, developing good habits to last a lifetime in our parenting Chabura. Special thank you to Rahama and to Rachel for putting together the program. We really appreciate that and the publicity. Thank you everyone for joining. Our style here is that we're gonna record my part of the presentation and then purposely stop the recording and open the floor to comments, questions, and suggestions, answers. Sometimes really the best part is that mutually building uh, exchange of ideas. So in next week's Parsha, we find that Hashem addresses Avraham's um, legacy by describing it as Lema'an Yitzave as Banav as Bnei Beiso Acharov Vishamru. That Avram was unique, that not only was he a tzaddik, not only had he personally achieved greatness, but he would create a legacy that is able to transmit that from one generation to another. What we call Mesora or tradition is really the greatness of what Avraham created. He created a nation. They're great people in history. Adam was great, Noah was great, Shame was great. They weren't able to get traction. They weren't able to create a momentum of legacy. And that's the Jewish people. The gift of Chinuch is the gift of getting a child who's gifted to us to give them that gift of getting them on the right path, getting them on in a good direction. Now, obviously, there are a bunch of necessary principles involved here. We have to be really convinced by personal experience that showing them this way is indeed a gift and guiding them to observe Shabbos, Kashras, etc. Good social habits. We have to really believe, and I'm not just talking about that the alternative is not acceptable. We have to really believe that this is worth our commitment and really giving it our all. And likewise, to reflect on what we've accomplished and really give us the affirmations to realize that yes, when a person gets married, has children, they are making a decision. I'm no longer a free bird. I'm committed to something really great. I'm parten partnering with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Doesn't mean you can't have free time. We talk about self-care, lots of sessions, but it's important to realize what it is that we're doing and we're trying to do it well. What exactly is chinuch? And then we're going to try to segue to the concept of habits, which really works in our favor in a humongous way. 
The Pasuk in Mishlei, first parak, Chanuch Lenar Alpidarko. Educate or guide a child according to their way, according to the child's way. Even as the child grows older, he'll never deviate from it because you guided him in his way. And importantly, the Pasuk seems to be a self-contradiction. If I'm trying to guide the child in his way, so what do you need me for? Let him go in his way. Oh, I'm trying to guide him. So then I'm not doing it in his way. I'm doing it in my way. What does it mean to guide him in his way? And Rabbeinu Yonah develops this beautifully. He says the child does not yet have good judgment. His wording is actually phenomenal. He writes, His capacity for seichel, for intelligent decision-making, is not yet complete. It's not really developed. This is the buzzword in education, all about the frontal lobe not being totally developed, and they don't have self-control. So what you're doing is you're doing the child a favor. You have life experience. You have good judgment. You're going to partner with the child. And even though the child does not yet have that good judgment, you are going to become their trusted advisor. You're going to guide them in a good way. Now, at some point, when we date this back to really young children, they may not be old enough to appreciate that they're taking you on as a trusted advisor. So we have a joke in our family, and I tell the children straight out, do you know why Hashem made children small? It's so that parents can move them easily. And when I pick up a child, you know, that's just, you know, I asked you to leave the bathroom. <laughs> You're not leaving <laughs> at a certain point the better loving non-confrontational way is to pick the child up nice pleasant kiss endearing but i need you out um the child without guidance would by the nature of humanity go in the direction of taiva, of self-indulgent behavior, which is not satisfying. Self-indulgent behavior leads to addiction. Addiction is not satisfying. You're doing the child a tremendous favor, a gift. That's the gift of parenting. For the child to appreciate the value of accomplishment, of small incremental hard work adding up to something special. We have an expression in our family that I love, obviously coined under certain circumstances, um, but 
It was hard. We tried. Now it's easy. Whatever the slogans of your family are, those are the gifts that are going to live with the child through life. And you're planting them one brick at a time or whatever expression you want to use. The Vilna Gon on the same Pasuk explains this balance of Chinuch and Darko. He says, don't break the child. It, we're not dictators in the parenting experience. Do it my way. There's a certain amount that obviously the family has to do it in a certain way. But the child has a personality. We may not know it at first. We may make mistakes. But as we pay attention, we realize the child has a derech. And as a mature adult embracing differences, in personalities, guide the child to be the best human being, the best Torah Jew, that's the legacy of Avram, that the child can possibly be. A story that comes to mind, just how radical this concept is, a very American family came to Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky that their child is just not responsive in the classroom. He's getting very basically down, almost depressed. And Rabbi Yaakov spent some time with the child and tried different prompts and saw that the child was intensely musical. And he said, if the child's gonna be in a classroom that's intensely academic and the zero song is, just not addressing his needs. And he told the parents that he thinks they should enroll the child in a Hasidic yeshiva, which blew the parents away. But that's an example of Chanoch Alpi Darko. Yes, you the parent are in the driver's seat, but Alpi Darko servicing the child, trying to do what's best for the child. There's a story that I'd like to share, which kind of weighs on me. I heard it many years ago. It's probably 35 years now. Now you know that I'm older than 35. We went to a certain wealthy man and tried to encourage him to enroll his children in local Jewish day school. It was New Jersey, Shalom Torah centers. And this gentleman was a from guy, Balchuba, didn't grow up from. And he said to us that he does not want to enroll his children in a Jewish day school because he went to public school. And just as he chose, he wants them to choose. It was just so painful on so many levels. 
firstly, sheer logic doesn't make any sense. The public school when he was growing up is not the same as the public school today. Social values, family values. It's just like you're setting your child up not for success. Besides the fact that because you chose wisely, we're very proud of you, but how do you have an expectation that your child with the same challenges is gonna for sure choose correctly? Why would you set the child up for that? And in my mind, that was always, the quintessential failure of a parent to gift the child the gift of Masora. Rabbi A.J. Tversky has a beautiful story about mountain climbers. They're trying to figure out how to climb this mountain. They finally strategize and make it to the top. And on the top, they find that there are a bunch of school-age children frolicking on the top of the mountain. How did you get up here? They're wondering. And the kids said, what do you mean? We didn't climb. We were born here. That's the gift of Misora. Someone else scaled the mountain. That's, by the way, why davening, tefillah, prayer, is called davening. It's a corruption of the Hebrew word, de'avuhon, of our fathers, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. They guided us how we can go ahead and relate to Hashem. I wouldn't have been able to invent it. Davening, it's a gift great people throughout history. And that's what I am able to share with you, the child. Chanoch Lenar, certainly guiding, but Alpidarko, according to the child's style, learning needs, etc. Which brings us to habits. One of the most powerful things about Torah Judaism is our consistency. The power in modern time described as a habit, the word exists in our tefillah, we daven every morning, that Hashem should make us a habit in Torah. What happens in a habit is that the body does it enough that the brain recognizes this as the normal sequence, therefore expects it, and therefore sends the energy to the body to let it know, I'm expecting this. So if a person wakes up every morning and does a certain routine, we all know you could do that routine without even thinking. One of the benefits of that is it frees up the mind to do other things. 
But one of the benefits of it is that we do those things reliably. If a person is in the habit of going to minion, young man growing up, person is in the habit, this is the routine. This is how it's done. Ganki yazkin no yasur. It's embedded in the person's behavior. Those are routine type examples. What we'd like to get into is even attitude type examples. What kind of habits do we develop that when a trigger jealousy, anger, desire, all of these types of things happen, how do we process that? And the child's training ground is those early years. I love to joke about the African-American woman on the checkout line and the kids are begging for candy bars. And she tells the children it's not kosher. So the woman standing behind her says to her, I'm just curious, are you Jewish? She says, no. She says, do you keep kosher? She says, no. She says, I thought I overheard you tell the children it's not kosher. She says, well, it works for those religious ladies. Whenever their kids get out of turn, they just tell them it's not kosher and then they calm down. We don't even realize the gift of self-control that we're giving our children just by living Torah lives. And it's those gifts of habit, of initial response. What is the brain expecting? When I experience jealousy, I have a cue that triggers jealousy, an urge to start feeling angry, animosity. What do I do with that? These are all trainings that we can accomplish, guide ourselves and children, what our first reaction is after we've worked it through. And that first reaction will indeed carry them for a lifetime. Those are my thoughts. I'd 